Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast. You can find us every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if I'm not mistaken, Lou, seeing as how last week we were, what, eligible to drink because it was our 21st? That's right. We were. Right? So today we're empty. We're entering our early teens. I'm sorry, our early 20s. Yep. And uh, we're 22, episode 22. Uh, it's pretty amazing, Lou. 22 episodes. I just did a uh, one of the other podcasts that I do. We just did our 100th episode, believe it or not. Oh, wow. wow. And, and do you guys do it with once a week frequency as well? Uh, no, that one actually we tape. Uh, that one doesn't go out live anywhere. It just goes out on, on the podcast and on the Facebook page. Not live, though, because he doesn't want to go live. But uh, we do two shows a weekend. So. Very cool. Well, uh, shout out to you guys and uh, appreciate everyone joining us here this week on the loft. We'll make um, 100. We're going to be, we're going to be. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we're we're going to be, hopefully we're going to have Crosby running this one day. Um, you know, with your son, Lou, who's a little yeah. bit older than Cross. Yeah. Um, I couldn't keep him out of writing and I couldn't keep him out of radio. He's doing radio up at UVM. So. Good for him. So let's give him a plug. What's he doing? What's your son doing up there? Uh, he does a show called um, a Bad Music up at uh, the public radio station at UVM, WRUV. And I believe this semester he's on uh, Fridays at noon, I guess, for a couple hours. So. That's uh, really cool, Lou. Uh, if I could do it again, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that seeing as how much fun I've had the last several years, you know, doing Vintage Breaks, being live, uh, you know, on the Vintage Breaks PSA show for a while, Layton's Loft podcast, um, it's just really fun. And like I already love music, so I think that would have been a yeah. that would have been a trip. Yeah, he made FM before I did. I've actually never done an FM show. I've done I've done oh. tablet radio and I've done AM, but I haven't done FM. So he made FM first. And I've always wanted to be a DJ. I haven't been a DJ since college. That seems like a good gig. Just play a few records, read some you know, First read of all, how could that have hurt with the ladies? Yeah, I'm a DJ. Like I'm not saying, you know. You're a DJ across the world. It's not going to hurt. That's for sure. Well, it's a different thing now than it was back in the uh, Absolutely. Maybe that would have been like the, the groundwork you needed, you know, the, the basis that you needed. Didn't help um, when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, James, Donald, Harry, Rocco, the rest of the gang. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are going to be giving away a fun uh, uh, group of prizes today. Whoa, what's that, G5? This is the T206 that we're going to give away today. Great. Is that from last week? Yes. Yep. Um, awesome. You have a list together? I do. Great. You want to roll it out of the dice? Sure. Go for it. All right. So, randomize the list precisely one time. One time. That's easy. That's very easy peasy. So, as you're doing that, G5, Lou, right after this, if we could bring up the Andre Reed experience. Oh, I missed it. What was the dice roll? <laughs> one. One. <laughs> very hard. One. Okay. Here we go. One time. All right, again, this is for people that did not have a T206 card in their collection. And they contacted us. And they contacted us, yes. All right, yep. here we go. First person on top, on one. Big Don. Donald Higginson has been watching the show for a while. Nice. And Donald look what falls in his lap. Oh, Donald already started a watch party. so That's great. Thanks, Donald. Appreciate it. Good Congrats, luck uh, in the rest of the giveaways today. Right. Harry, um, you're on time, apparently. Yeah, see? Harry, I uh, am very timely today. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lou, if you could be so kind as to pull up the Andre Reid event. Uh, we're very um, uh, grateful and humbled to have uh, Mr. Andre Reid join us tomorrow yes. at 8 o'clock 
for another Vintage Breaks live experience. And for those of you that are not familiar um, what we do with uh, someone like Andre Reed, uh, they hang out with us for about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, we talk sports. We talk cards. I usually throw in a few jokes. And um, the really the best part, Lou, I think we've discovered together is when you open up these random packs or these yeah. random boxes and then they start commenting. When I say they, like Dominique, the athletes that we worked with in the past, when they start telling stories of folks that you barely, you know, they had 5.6 points a game. Yep. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that guy was awesome. Yeah, um, and they've got stories about everybody. They, it almost seems like, especially basketball players, they've run into each other at some point. Oh, I, you know, I kind of feel like it's a little bit, you know, uh, for those that didn't pledge a fraternity or sorority in college, I feel like, when, you know, nowadays especially, I graduated in 2000, um, when you run into someone that you just went to school with, it feels like a former fraternity or sorority, yep. you know, uh, person. So um, there's no doubt in my mind that, like, they had a brotherhood that, you know, maybe it hasn't, uh, you know, taken place in a while, like any interaction or they played any games. But, man, the like the way that the athletes, like, they light up when they're going through and they're telling you about the X-Men or the trash talk that Larry Bird said to Dominique. Um, and to be fair, like, I'm really going to press Andre tomorrow – you know, like I got a couple questions about the football huddle. Yep. And then I also want to know, like, like I don't know if he's going to talk any smack, but, like, just tell me. When you rolled into town and played the Jets, like, you just weren't really that worried. Yeah. Or, to be fair, was there some other team that was like that to you? Oh, wait a second. No, the Jets back then were, were a bit of a force at times. In 86, but, like, by the late 80s, no, not really. They lost that yeah. really fast. Um, My Patriots were the team that were kind of the rollovers. When I yeah. is coming to town. Yep. Um, and so uh, tomorrow night, uh, Andre Reed's going to join us at 8 o'clock. And for those of you who have not checked it out yet, I encourage you to go to our website at vintagebreaks.com. The event is now live. There's about 200 or so spots left. Um, it's $29.50. So be guaranteed yourself one spot in the event. And there's a slew of prizes. And I don't know if you saw, Luke. I tried to dress it up this time in a very fun way. Meaning, like, all right, so the straight now for us is we're going to open up 1986 Tops football packs with Andre Reed because that's his rookie year. Right. It's a very desirable year because it's also Jerry Rice's rookie year. And it's going to allow us to ask him some questions about Rice. Uh, and particularly, Lou, I'm hoping you put your thinking cap on for tomorrow night. But, like, I'm curious, you know, was Andre the type of player that, like, was motivated by, by seeing what Rice was doing in the other conference? Yeah. And – you know, considered himself to be the best in the AFC and, like, look forward to playing the Niners. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm certainly interested in that. Um, but we also included um, a 2019 Immaculate Football Box in the break. Those are probably the most expensive items in the break. There are six spots. And the reason why that's expensive, Lou, is because Immaculate Football is already a high-end brand put out by, ben by Panini. Yep. But in that six cards, you're likely going to get mostly autographs and relics. And there's a chance you're going to get a Kyler Murray rookie. Right or a Daniel Jones rookie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and you know, 2019 is a pretty good uh, draft class. Uh, so we just thought, you know, because you never know in the vintage packs, are you really going to hit something that's exciting? Although we appreciate the commentary, I figured, you know, if we can hit a like a real banger out of the immaculate football. I I'm sure that Andre Reed probably hasn't opened too many of those types of boxes. Before. No, and, and those when you get the two nine 2019 immaculate, it's kind of like a double break, right? Because first of all, you get the card. But you don't know what Kyler Murray is going to be in five years from now, what the value is going to be, what what his oh, career totally. is going to be like. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and certainly Daniel Jones, you don't know. So, you know, what doesn't look like a value today when you actually do the break might look like a great value two or three or four or five years from now. Absolutely. Special shout out to Dougie, Dougie E. Fresh, uh, <laughs> that his Instagram is post is being displayed here. So we're giving him, you know, proper uh, yep. tagging and credit. Dougie does um, graphics too, huh? He's an, he's an Yeah, no, he's doing a great job with Instagram right, for Vintage yeah, yeah. Breaks. Uh, really excited about it. Um, and for those of you who, uh, like I said, uh, have not ever experienced a, a live athlete break with us, um, it's tomorrow night at 8 o'clock with Andre Reed. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And, Lou, I thought how much more appropriate could we get that we're going to give away, um, as usual, on our loft. What's up, Lucas? Thanks for joining us. Hope all is well. What's going on, Matt and Nick, Connor, Andy? Uh, congrats, by the way. Um, so, uh, Lou, we're going to give away seven spots in the Andre Reed event mm -hmm. uh, that's taking place tomorrow night. Oh, so all, so we're yep. giving away seven spots tonight? We're going to give away seven spots on the Loft Show today. And the only way to qualify is to uh, make a comment on the show. That will get you one entry. Mm -hmm. And then if you share um, our Loft Show on Facebook, and hashtag watch party, you will get a second entry. So we're going to give away seven spots in the event. It's going to be yep. very exciting. Hopefully you can join us. Yeah, Harry, hopefully you can tune in tomorrow night. I know you had some good questions last time with Neek. Um, I would say, folks, I'm trying very hard to, I wouldn't even call it multitask, but talk to the athlete, talk yep. to Lou, also field questions from you guys. But I think last time we did a nice job of asking like a few more from the community. And you guys are coming up with some really good ones. So you know, tomorrow night, if you have some, um, if you want to email them to me, great. And if not, you want to do it live during the chat. Um, uh, Harry, I myself am more curious about what it was like for them to be, you know, so dominant. And yet, like, when they when they lost the Super Bowl, did they come back and say, you know, definitely we're going to win it this year um, because of X, Y, Z, or, you know, uh, Bruce Smith's playing better, whatever the case is. But I'm like really interested, Lou, in that, like the, you know, the athlete's psyche, the, the, you know, I don't know how much I want to talk about it. But. Yeah. You bring up a good point though. I wonder about NFL players and how much they compete with other players. You know, obviously they want to win for the team and they're playing a team sport and they want to win, but how much do they pay attention to other guys at their position and what that competition is like, especially when you start talking about free agent money and, and things like that. I wonder how much, how much attention they pay to that. You know, like earlier up here in New England, there was some uh, uh, some thoughts that Cam Newton scored a couple of touchdowns on the ground one day and, and Tom Brady scored a couple of touchdowns that afternoon, like at four o'clock. And you're wondering, is is Tom paying attention? You know, <laughs> you decide I want to go out and rush for a couple of touchdowns. Um, you know, I already have a question for my wife, but I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Oh, really? Uh, it's, a, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. But I don't want to I don't want to I don't think anyone's going to duplicate it. The thing about Dougie's graphic that that struck me, by the way, is that um, hey, what's his, up, Ken? His Hall of Fame trophy, his Hall of Fame, um, gotta get it in here so I can do it. His Hall of Fame bust looks exactly like him. Uh, kind of scary. It's yeah, it really is kind of scary. That would kind of freak me out. <laughs> so, like, that's a great question for tomorrow. Forget about it. Like, Andre, were you freaked out? Like, does he get one or does it go in the hall? Oh, I don't know. See, this is what I like to know. I'm guessing that one goes in the hall and he may get one, but I'm going to see. Maybe they just get a plaque. I don't know. Once again, uh, Lou, so we haven't generally asked too many questions about like Hall of Fame inductions and stuff. So I thought for tomorrow, once, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're using today's loft show as like our homework 
you know, for tomorrow. So it, it's it's great. Um, so uh, anyway, folks, if you haven't checked it out already, please do so. It is on our website, adventishbreaks.com. Uh, what's up, Brian? What's going on, Rocco? Um, yeah, Reed was a fantastic player. But that team, I mean, if you were a Buffalo Bills fan short of, you know, losing the Super Bowl, they were dominant. I mean, Jim Kelly was fun to watch. Speaking of which, how cool is this? So I put together the event. There's not only an Andre Reed mini helmet. There's not only, you know, Andre Reed signed jerseys and rookies and a rookie year ticket sign. And we did it once again. Uh, we're doing a little care package to Andre Reed. We bought him his very own rookie year Buffalo Bills media guide nice. and his very own ticket, which um, I'm going to talk about right now. I'm 100% convinced is one of the most undervalued areas of collecting. And I'm not saying you're going to make gazillions of dollars. Tickets? Like as a collector, yeah. buying rookie year tickets. Okay. Of, like, for really? example, when I bought to go to, to buy tickets from Andre Reed's rookie year, the 1985 for the Bills, so even though his cards from 86, he played in 85, Lou, you wouldn't believe it, there was three tickets available. Three. Wow. On all of eBay, which there's literally billions of items. <laughs> or maybe millions. I wouldn't say yeah. millions, but there's definitely millions. Um, and so what we do is we try to gift one of those rookie year tickets to the athlete, and then we get one of them signed because I do think it's a fantastic collectible. Uh, to have a rookie year, you know, ticket uh, signed by a Hall of Fame athlete. What was his rookie year? Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. Ah, damn, I got a, I got an eighty-three. Ah, that would have been cool Patriots when they played when they played the Bills, right? Yeah. Uh, Harry, I'm not going to mention Scott Norwood, but maybe Lou will. <laughs> no, but that's an interesting aspect of this because having gone through this with the Patriots the last few years, the Bills were a, were a powerhouse. They were a great team. They went to the Super Bowl quite a bit. And didn't get over the hump, you know. I mean, you got to wonder how that plays on their psyche because even the Patriots went there nine times. They they lost three times, and a lot of grief about losing those three times. Can you imagine going and not having a win? Not that we're probably going to be able to talk to, to him about that, but yeah, but we can talk about it now and hypothesize. It's great. Yeah. Um, so Justin brings up a point. Um, I'm not. I don't necessarily have the same memory as you, Justin. But yeah, if you look back. You just kind of have this blurred memory of, oh, the Bills were in the Super Bowl every year. And even though they weren't, it felt like they were. Right. Um, so along the lines of football, I myself have not really opened, believe it or not, any 2020 football product. So I'm going to open right now a 2020 Mosaic hanger box. And I'm going to place a little bounty. Okay. That if we get a Joe Burrow, Ooh. Justin Herbert, or Tua rookie of any kind – we're going to give away a $50 break credit to someone who's watching the show today live. Now, Lou, the trick is yep. we're going to need you to have a trivia question ready okay. to ask if we pull a Burrow, a Tua, or a Justin Herbert. All right. I only have one I only have one NFL question, but, but I, I got it. We can go with that. All right. So this is a cool product. It is very popular in the Vintage Breaks community. Hey, what's up, Russ? Congrats on your uh, win, Donald. Nice T206. Donald's been a loyal friend to us. Glad he got a win. Yeah. Thank you for the watch party. You get a second entry into our giveaways, which include giveaways into tomorrow night's break with uh, Andre Reed. You get a second entry if you start a watch party and then come back, leave a comment with hashtag watch party. 
Now, Lou, if you could allow me to show my camera or my phone, because I got a text from Des earlier today. So this is Ryan Des. He's uh, Mel Reed's caddy. How cool is this? For some reason, the Stanley Cup was at the golf tournament. No, hold, um, it. hold it to the other camera. Oh, wait, no. Are? No, that might look good. Let's let's try that. Let's see how that works. Oh, hang on. How cool is that? So the Stanley Cup is at their golf tournament today. Oh, nice. Really cool. <laughs> and then I think I had a nice close. Oh, yeah, he has a little video. <laughs> I couldn't tell quite who was pointing at. I'll have to yeah, look after. pointing out there, yeah. But you see the hat he's wearing? How cool is that? <laughs> he's wearing a vintage breaks hat on the golf course and yet another Mel Reed tournament in Tampa. It's funny because Des thinks we live the life. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Des. You're out there in sunny Florida. You're going to be in a nice city. Maybe now he said he all had off for three weeks. So, you know, that was nice. They're not on the road 52 weeks a year. Um, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. He said, hey, you know, would you like an image of that? So I'm, I'm going to make sure he knows that he's late law famous. I have been uh, with the cup twice. About, <laughs> about um, what's going to say, 30 years apart. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. pictures of me with the cup about 30 years apart. Yeah. All right, so let's see if we can get some juice for everyone, Lou. What's the best way we should do this break? All right. Can I hold it off to the other camera like this, and you want to show them like that, Lou? And we'll do it one at a time? Yeah, I'm going to put you on the desktop. There we go. Great. All right. We're going to just look at it one at a time. Kenyon. Oh, it's beautiful. Great cards. I like these cards. I've been wanting to open one of these. I thought, what better way to do that? JJ Watt. Hey, what's up, Justin? Thanks for joining us. Hey, I Jason. I love the uniform graphics, the way, especially the way you're sliding them. It just looks it's such a great transition. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so just a shout out to the folks like Ken and Jason, maybe Justin, that are watching on Facebook. It looks like Vintage Breaks. If you want to participate in our promo today, Lou, got to mm -hmm. hop on over to Layton's Loft Facebook page. Make right. a comment. You'll be in the promo. We're giving away seven spots in the Andre Reed live experience tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Don Beebe, this is a name I haven't heard in a while. Little Sam Darnold. Nice. Ooh, I thought I saw a charger. I got excited. I like the green Jets uniforms, by the way. I don't really like anything about the Jets right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, they almost beat the Patriots. So I think that Mosaic and Prism does a good job with this. I like how they include some veterans. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool gorgeous. to get a Terry Bradshaw Prism card. That right? is gorgeous. That really is. Kirk Cousins, which, by the way, people think the Jets are in a bad spot now. Lou, how much worse of a spot would they would have been in if they gave this gigantic contract to Kirk Cousins? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. You know, if you remember, they, they you know, it was between them and the Vikings. Well, maybe they couldn't have afforded Gase at that point. So <laughs> Who knows? <that's laughs> Might have helped them out. That's, yeah. that's the first move they have to make. All right, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, Kenny, I got a basketball break coming up after this. Aaron Rodgers Silver. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing a couple personals today. This is fun for me. I'm going to give this to Grandpa. This uh, My wife's stepdad is very into the Packers. Uh, Jason, it is – excuse me. Um, Jason, it's the other Facebook page for Layton's Loft. Well, this might be a good card. Mm -hmm. This is an A.J. Dillon rookie NFL debut. I don't know if this is numbered. No, it's not numbered, but it looks like uh, – I don't know. They'll know the terminology better than me. Um, some sort of prism blaster thing. I'm not sure, but it's pretty cool. Cody, are you back on the route? Cody's saying hi. What's up, Cody? Sitting home last week. 
All right, Max Crosby. It's a good name right there, Crosby. Yeah, Harry, we got some fun hoops promos tonight. Uh, make sure you tune in for the draft. Jeff Saturday. Isaiah Simmons. Oh, these are the exclusive, I guess they call them the orange or red prisms that come in the uh, hanger boxes, Lou. All okay. right, come on. Let's see some quarterback action. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Touchdown, Masters. Tom Brady. Now, this is cool. This is a Brady insert. It's like, I got, uh, yeah, it's a Brady insert, maybe hollow. It's got a nice. How do you feel about that, Lou? You're seeing him for the first time in a Bucks uniform. I have so many mixed emotions about Tom Brady right now. Yeah. Just J.K. Dobbins. See what happened. Tyler Johnson. I like that you get a bunch of rookies. Unfortunately, I ain't a quarterback yet. <laughs> Who's finding him and why aren't I getting the money? I know. This is funny, though. I like that. That's a good way to, to say it. It's not like you're participating in the promo. You just don't want to get fined. <laughs> Kevin Green, Hall of Famer. Oh, Jacob Eason. I saw a quarterback. Oh, wait, there's one more card. Nope. Just thinks they called an orange reactive. Yeah, I think he's right. Uh, so this spot right now is going to be sponsored by Just Collect and Vintage Breaks. Nice. This is your afternoon drive while we're going to be giving away. This is a new addition to the um, uh, Vintage Breaks community chest live from the loft. Check this out. Third year board star is now going in. I'm going to run through them with you, Lou. Um, if you still got us up on uh, the screen here. So, yep. Lou, in just a minute, um, I'm not sure the best way to do it. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to randomly select someone. Uh, I'm just going to scroll up my mouse on the show. So whoever left a comment will have a chance, Lou. Okay. I'm going to pick someone randomly to pull from the Vintage Breaks community chest. They just added this third year Bart Star. Um, 64 Kilobrew. Nice. And for those of you that are not familiar, the Vintage Breaks community chest, uh, depending on location, um, is something that we uh, kind of accumulate a group of cards. We give them away for free through a variety of different means. Uh, Hunter Henry um, game use football and jersey. A couple of flaw, excuse me, a couple of immaculate game use jersey cards. 68 Phil Necro. Phil Necro. 59 Rocky Calavito. <laughs> I love Rocky. I don't know. Maybe it's Italian to me. I just latched on to Rocky. All right, Lou. I'm looking at you, but yet I am scrolling the mouse up and down. And where she stops, I don't know. But here it is. And the winner is. Rocco Rosato. Oh. Double R. You know, does anyone remember the double R burger, Roy Rogers? No. So I worked at Roy Rogers proudly uh, when I was 14. It was like the first job I could have on the books. And Lou, man, I have some amazing stories about Roy Rogers. Um, <laughs> I worked oh, at Reco about the restaurant. I thought you were talking about actually Roy Rogers. No. <laughs> I've interviewed Roy Rogers, by the way. Wait, really? Yeah, Roy Rogers told Ray, Ray Rogers told one of the best jokes I've ever had on one of my shows where we were sitting there asking him about his youth. And he goes, I grew up on a farm and it was uh, one mile wide and 200 miles long. We grew spaghetti. And I just, <laughs> just fell out of my seat. Just struck me the right way. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> All right, Rocco. So uh, I want to make sure Rocco's still tuned in. Oh, Doug's mom worked at Roy Rogers. Oh, get out of here. So tell us a Roy Rogers story. What do you got? 
All right. So, so here's the deal. Um, my, I just talked talked about this the other day. Rocco, you're going to let us know what card you want to select from the. Uh, <laughs> I love that they're talking about the R and R burger. <laughs> um, so, Lou, you know, obviously, when you're like 15, 16 years old, yep. and you're working there, you're not making a lot of money, mm-hmm. but like you're having fun. It was almost like working at a record shop. Sure. You know, but it smelled a little worse. Um, but it was fun. So, like, I had friends that would come in, and you know, the managers looking the other way. Here's a bunch burger. of hamburgers, it right? Was trigger burger was it? Wait, what? The trigger burger. No, there, there was no trigger burger, <laughs> but there was an RR burger. So, Harry, this is what the RR burger was at Roy's. It was a hamburger. It was cheese, and it was ham. And oh. they would put the it would they put like a little like few pieces of ham. They put it on the grill. I gotta be honest with you, it wasn't bad. It was weird, yes, but it wasn't bad. It doesn't sound bad. I would buy a trigger burger. If there were a trigger burger, I would buy one. Oh my god, Susan knows the double R burger. She just said she worked at the Roy's in Pine Beach for 15 years. Remembers it, it was the double R burger. That's it. Oh god. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm definitely getting hungry for a burger now. So anyway, Lou, but this is the funny part of the story. So, you know, it's like I'm 16 years old and like I took the money and I definitely bought baseball cards with it. There's no doubt in my mind. Um so, like, one of the nights I'm working there late, I started to get, like, the closing shift. They closed at 10, I remember. Right. And, you know, it's not a great shift at the same time. Like, after 8.45, no one came in. Right. And it was a lot of fun. Like, literally, we just futzed around. It was fantastic. Right. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, everyone was your best friend. You worked at fast food. Totally right, right Jason. So, anyway, one night, a couple nights in a row, I'm, like, my first times I work in the night shift, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're throwing in all the fucking chicken? Like, I mean, Lou, 30, 40, fuck, 30, 40 pieces. Wow. By the way, I didn't even eat chicken. I didn't really eat it. Right. But I just looked at it as like, that's a lot of food. So I first started bringing it home to my parents' house. You know, yeah. like, hey, mom, dad, like, you know, there's a couple extra burgers, some chicken. And like, after a while, there was just too much. My mom's like, listen, do you want to kill us? <laughs> you know, right? We've so chicken. I don't remember how it came to be. But I brought it to school. Let me tell you, that's when a legend was born. Oh, I bet. And you can ask anyone. Look at my Facebook page. Ask anyone that went to high school with me during those t- that time period. Um, I like was able to make good with a few teachers, meaning like you know my bathroom breaks would be a little bit longer. I get a hall pass yep. because they knew when I would come to school, I had fresh chicken. Well, albeit it was cold, but only from the day before. People till still tell that story. I'm willing to bet people till still tell that story. I can have someone on next week on the loft, Garen fucking Teed. Yep. They're gonna give you some amazing perspective. Now, also, what was great? Like, I didn't sell the chicken, but yet I like had enough money to buy a bagel and a slush. I was a happy fellow. Yeah, you know, you had status. It was fine. I was saving the food from from like being you know decimated. Yep, um, and wasted. And then this is, I remember he puts up Master Chicken Slinger. This is when things got awkward. I'm not, I'm not, I wish I could make this shit up. I really do. So I love a conversation that's like that. This is when things got awkward. They, they did. So people would start asking me almost like, like not openly. And by the way, let's not forget Rocco. At any point, Rocco, you let us know when you know um, uh, what you'd like to pull from the community chest. So Lou... It was like, I remember my friend Alyssa Tobin sat behind me, Jill Cohen. I sat with my buddies, Mike Joukowsky and Liddy at the other table. And I remember, I think it was the girls at first. I don't want to, I don't want to start a trouble or a war. 
Yeah. They're like, Layton, do they have anything besides chicken? And I'm like, guys, you know it's in my fucking locker all day, right? <laughs> like, lo and behold, I bring in grilled chicken sandwiches. I brought in burgers. Yep. Down in them. Like, mm -mm. maybe that day I had an extra cookie, you know, because I, I brought in, like, you know, the sandwiches. It was it was like it was like my um it was like my Bitcoin yeah right like it, I didn't sell it but yet I ended up with a bagel and a slush because people are like hey late what's going on here's an extra bagel awesome because like, you know I was I was eating my parents sandwiches at that point you know, peanut butter and jelly and stuff <laughs> um but man that was a good good time yeah oh, wait Rick where did you work so tell us folks like where did you work in high school or before high school so you now know it's out of the it's it's out of the 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 hiding. I, I worked at Roy Rogers, you know, for several years. Yep, Rocco, let's go through the cards for you one more time. Oh, hang on, let me get those up. Thanks, Lou. So anyway, I'm going to finish up with this. So Lou, I became so interested and infatuated with chicken. By the way, I never really ate the chicken. No, just pass it around. I learned how to make the fucking fried chicken. My friends would come in and see me with an apron at like 16. Meanwhile, like the only other people making the chicken were like 40, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I was having a good old time. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm throwing it in, I'm battering it or whatever you do. It was, oh my goodness. I had so much fun. All right. Bart Star, 64 Killebrew, uh, Steph, uh, Seth Curry, Hunter Henry, mm -hmm. Thon Maker, Phil Necro 68, and a 59 Calavito. Let us know what you're thinking, Rocco. Yeah, someone said it. Rocco should take Rocky, right? It's almost meant to be. I didn't want to say that because it's like, you know, it's a cheesy joke. But I mean, I would understand if you wanted to take that. Uh, Justin was a lifeguard when he was in high school. I'm re I'm looking at it now. I want to see. Yeah. Uh, Mickey D's closer. Is that what he's saying? I can't see. Uh, he closed for Mickey D's, James. Oh, very cool. <laughs> 18 year old with 340 something women. Wait, who's got a chicken meme? <laughs> see. Now I have to sit down with James and, and get the rest of the story. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you let us know, Rocco. Um, so, folks, uh, if you haven't heard, we know that the NBA draft is tonight. Yes. Okay. Oh, tonight? Yep. And there we go. So, Jason, I heard you're responsible for all the good ones. Uh, thank you. Uh, bad boy to grocery store. Nice. Bart yep. Star, Rocco, very nice choice. I think you're going to dig it. Congratulations. Nice. I was a parts cubby at a uh, Honda shop. Uh, a parts setting in Lou? A parts cubby. I was back in the, I worked for the guy who was in the parts department. Okay. And so I'd have to distribute parts into the bins. And then when people wanted something, he'd send me running for it and I'd go find the part. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. I was 13 or 14 at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just remember, like, honestly, getting a check, it was the easiest work in the world. You know, I mean, granted, I had no cell phone stuff, but yeah, like, we just, listen, we did fun stuff. We threw hamburgers at each other. We throw pickles at each other. Like, we had a good time. My only story, like yours, about the uh, Roy Rogers and bringing home stuff for people is my girlfriend that she went to UNH. I didn't go to UNH, although I feel like I'm an alum of UNH because I was there so much. When I was dating her, her and her best friend worked at an ice cream shop on campus. And when it closed at the end of the season in the fall, they brought home just the whole inventory of ice cream back to the door. 
And then the vodka came out. That's and, nice, Lou. And dropped the whole dorm. The whole yeah, dorm. Yeah, yeah, I like Not that. for the entire weekend at that point. Hey, I got a great story about alcohol in college. Uh, it was like the last day or second last day of freshman year. And man, I mean, like, you know, I, I was able to drink some beers from it, but I wasn't, you know, the, the originator of the idea. They snuck a fucking full keg into my dorm at Rutgers in mm-hmm. a garbage can. Oh, God. And like, you know, they had an RA on every floor. <laughs> the person who was in charge of the building lived right by the front door. Um, I think they literally, like, they distracted. They, they, they did good work. Um, so anyway, folks, NBA draft is tonight. Uh, I'm digging, uh, I'm looking to see everyone's uh, everyone's <laughs> feedback coming in. Billy, I need an apology from you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but I need an apology. <laughs> oh, shit, this is funny. I detasseled corn. What is that? Did you see Jason Johnson's? I mean, it's not exactly, you know, clean, but it is hysterical. No, I'm uh, oh, about <laughs> working with the 340 year olds? No, that he's a freelance oh. uh gynecologist no. in high school. It's <laughs> a good high school gig. <laughs> Jason, I had to say it aloud. It's one of the funniest comments I've seen on here. Uh, you know, we can we can, you know, we're edgy on the show, so it's all good. So anyway, folks, we're going to be opening up a 2019 Illusions basketball box in honor oh, of. You want to know um, my first broadcasting gig, though? Oh yes, please. Quote unquote, and I'm using I'm using the air quotes here. Okay. Broadcasting gig. Uh, I live near a beach community, Salisbury Beach. There was a big um, amusement park there, basically roller coaster the whole thing on the beachfront, and there was this uh, ride there called the uh, Whirl Away. Was it the Whirlaway? I forget the name of it, but it was just. I think so. I know. I know. I, I've seen it before. Just the thing that went around, but it had a DJ booth, and I said, "I want to work there." And all basically we did all that year was play ABBA songs. And you know, you want to go the other way, real, real fast. <laughs> but that was a very high-profile gig at that place. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, I think that some of the jobs I wish I had, I definitely wish that I was a lifeguard or like just worked at the beach. Yeah, that would have been fun. I never like was like a day camp counselor. That just seems like a lot of fun to me. You know, you just play sports all day. Oh, see, you saw meatballs and you said, you think that's what it's like, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, there's my apology from Billy. It's okay, Billy. We love you. Um, so anyway, <laughs> folks, we're going to be opening up this 19 Illusions Blaster Box. And if we pull a Zion Williamson or a Jean Morant, Lou, we're going to give away a $50 break credit if we pull either one of those. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you'll have to have a trivia question ready if we pull one. Can someone explain to me what detasseling a chicken is? I don't know that I want to know. I yeah, can you do it in such a way as so I'm not totally grossed out? But yeah. It's just a term I'm not familiar with. <laughs> Cody, I've got a similar story with fireworks, but that's all another story. <laughs> 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 oh, Nicholas is holding out on us. <laughs> oh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> so, folks, after this, I'm going to uh, <clears throat> talk about some things I saw on Instagram related to collectible, uh, you know, collectibles, cards, memorabilia, and stuff. <clears throat> but I wanted to do a couple personal things on the shelf. It'll be fun. We don't do them very much. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what, Lou? Let's do them like this. You like that idea again? But I'll show them on, on air. Yep. TJ Warren, if I'm not mistaken, he went off in the bubble a little bit. 
So I'm, hearing, I'm hearing conflicting reports. This is not a great draft tonight, right? That's what I've heard too. Yeah. But it's a little too early to tell. But some people are saying that you won't find stars, but you find good and good solid NBA players. Good. Role. I've, heard, I've heard that as well. Dylan Windler. Hey, what's up, Bobby? How are you? Bobby on YouTube, uh, Bobby Burrell, um, worked at a beer nut and fudge company. If the beer nuts didn't come out shiny, they threw them out. And I tell you, they never got thrown out. They never got thrown out 50 pounds a week. Oh, my God. There's a beer nut black market? Is that what I'm hearing? I think so. Kristen Thompson, Sabonis, Gordon Hayward, big decision by tomorrow night, Lou. I know you're not a basketball fan. Yeah. But it is what do you think it the says town. that they delayed the deadline, though? Does that say uh, they're trying to work out a deal? I, I, think to... I think they wanted to take less or something. Yep. So this is Goga, rookie. Kind of cool card, actually. Degrassic, degrassic chicken. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too, Candy. I think there's a lot of talent. They just don't, you know, it's, there's no, like, clear number one. That's why uh, Apollo, rookie. Are there any Lorenzo Ball's kids? Uh, the Ball kids in the draft? Yeah, he might. Lamelo Ball's likely to be going number one. Oh, okay, which is pretty crazy, Lou, considering that where Lavar was just a few years ago, and like no one's, no one hears him right now. You know? Yep. Yeah. One second, folks. <laughs> Nicholas says Doug got fired from the M and M factory for throwing away all the W's. <laughs> That's a dad joke if I ever. Donovan Mitchell, Jokic. Oh, what's this? Ben Simmons. Just a nice insert. Shining stars. I dig it. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Jeff Teague. And a bowl bowl. Sometimes you open doors you really don't want to open. <laughs> uh, good point, Tom. You know, I wonder, Lou, had there been an NCAA tournament, we might have felt a little bit different about the draft. Yeah. You know, there's just no buzz right now. That's the deal. Right. You get a little buzz from the tournament. Everyone. Of course you do. Yeah. There's usually like a star player that comes out of the woodwork from somewhere, you know? Yep. That was a Jason Tatum. RJ Barrett. Nice. Not a bad little box. I'll have to sleeve these up after. Lou Williams. Oh, I got an interview opportunity. I'll ask you on the air instead of asking you via email. I got an Absolutely. interview opportunity with a guy who wrote the book about the Celtics' big three. Oh, love like, it. Like Bird, Parrish, and Mikel, right? Yep. Love it. Oh, you don't have to ask me twice. Okay, I'll line them up. Great. Thanks, Lou. All right, Murray. Porter. Ben Simmons base. Oh, what's this? Career lineage, Shaquille O'Neal. That's pretty cool. It's a nice looking card. When he was on the Magic and the Celts. Mm -hmm. Nice. Is that a number? I have no idea. You're upside down there. Okay. Yeah, that's, they make them like this. <laughs> All right. Alex Caruso, very solid Laker player. And Grant Williams. Very shiny, these cards. 
right, we're down the last pack. Let's get a last pack mojo. Dave, where you been? You just show up? What's up, Dave? <laughs> Dave. Oh, the RJ looks like a teal. I don't even know what that means. Uh, maybe it's the way it uh, reflected into the camera. Well, there's like inserts and stuff. So what did I, did I miss it? Wanted to add. Oh, there we go. Teal. Okay. I don't know how you tell. It looks like a base to me, but what do I know? Russell says the Celtics might be dangling Gordon to get into the top 10. I can see that too. I think that's why they pushed it till tomorrow. Basically trying to get a deal done. Thaddeus Young. Jay Wall. Will Barton. Jay Tatum. <laughs> oh, good Kawhi. Day. Oh, that would have been nice. Really nice. Um, Cody Martin. So no Ja or Zion. So what I'm doing is I'm pulling up a few topics. I'm going to give him a shout out. So this is Brett McGrath from Stacking Slabs. He's on Instagram. Um, you know, Brett is someone who is absolutely a collector. He has his own podcast, Lou, called Stacking Slabs. A little shout out to him. Right. And, you know, he talks about cards from the standpoint of him, certainly himself, but collectors. And, you know, I like his style. And recently he's been doing a lot more Instagram posts with words and messages versus um, photos, which is kind of like the opposite of what people do in the card world. Generally in the card world, everyone wants to show off their cards right? Um, with images and such, especially on Instagram. So um, I'm going to bring up a few of the things that um, he has talked about recently. I think they're, they're kind of fun topics. Okay. So I'll be able to read this kind of like this so that everyone can see it at the same time. Is that good for you, Lou? I think so. Okay. So it says, post your mistakes and failures along the way. Being vulnerable isn't easy, but will help you develop trust within the hobby circles that you're operating in. People will remember and learn from your stories. Community first. Mm -hmm. And so that's just the first message. And we're going to talk about a few of the messages today. Um, and so uh, my feeling on it is that I want to share a story with you about that, something that happened when I was younger. Um about an item that I bought, and he's talking about, hey, like post your mistakes and your failures, right? Right. So I've never posted about it. I may, I might have blogged about it one time, you know, a couple of years ago. I don't re quite recall. But I bought Lou when I was, oh, I was old enough to have my dad's car. I remember driving around that summer like thousands of miles trying to buy cards and collections. So let's say I was about 17 or 18. And you know, I had a few bucks in my pocket, you know, always working. So even though I was buying and selling cards, I just figured it was good to have more capital. So if I could shovel driveways, if I could, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. So I found this guy. He actually called one of my newspaper ads. I remember it was down in South Jersey. And, you know, Lou, I even, I can feel it in my body, but I'm certainly a little bit more calm about it than I was, you know, years ago. Yeah. It was like one of those where I'm not a fucking autograph expert. Why am I going to the guy's place? But the guy calls me and says, Hey, I got autographs. I got this. I said, you have cards? He goes, no, not really. Like, ah, I'll come by, check it out. Yep. So needless, I to, say, needless <laughs> to say, I believe him. Right. And all the stuff is real and this and that. And so, you know, a couple of the items turned out to be fake. Um, of course, I bought thousands of dollars of stuff that I didn't need. And so there was this one item in the collection. Thousands. Uh, you just thousands is the word you use. Thousands. Yes. Yeah. I spent thousands. Like, mm -hmm. You know, not tens of thousands, but right. yeah. believe me, as a kid, if you spend three grand wrong, like you, you feel like your life's over. Yes. 
you know, so, you know, I had that kind of money, but I had that kind of money because I earned it, like I said, working, saving it and buying selling cards. So to get to the, the rest of that story, I had that shit for years. It like, it burnt me. It bothered me. I gave a bunch of it away, but there was this one item from it. It was a Joe DiMaggio um, side bat numbered of 1941. And I just overpaid for it, Lou. Yep. And I remember my dad, you know, uh, he's still alive and well, he's retired now. Um, and he told me something that it was really hard at the time to appreciate and learn the lesson. But that's why I'm talking about it the way that Brett's talking about posting mistakes. Yep. Like, I'm not proud of it. I'm not sharing this with you like, wow, I, you know, I lost money. It was awesome because um, I did lose money. Um, but it taught me a valuable lesson about not hanging on to things just because you're not going to be able to make money. Uh, right. Because the money could do something well for you. And if you, if you, so basically what happened was the DiMaggio bat was worth less than I thought. I thought that was my out gang to the collection. I thought I was going to sell it, get my money back, maybe make a few dollars. And I was just wrong. Yeah. You know, there's no one to blame. Right. You know, I shouldn't have really gone. I was out of my area of expertise. So if you look at it now as, you know, certainly have a lot more experience. Like if someone calls me tomorrow and says, I have a rare collection and you can make a gazillion dollars. All you need is 10 grand. Right. I don't give a fuck what that shit is. I don't want it. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm, meaning yeah. like I'm trying to stay in my lane. Right. Exactly. You, know, you call me with Star Wars toys, you know, or something cool, like interesting. I'm willing to play. So the point is this, I sat with that bat. I mean, I'm going to tell you, Lou, 12 months, 18 months. It was, it was like a thorn in my fucking side. Yeah. Right. And then my dad said, what are you doing? Just sell it. Just get whatever you can. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to lose. Sure. Yep. Once. But by you holding it, right. you keep losing and losing and losing. And I said, what do you mean? Well, first off, it's fucking you up. Right. You're pissed off. You're not thinking straight. You know, so there was that aspect of it. There was the emotional aspect of it. Yeah, and then there was, because yeah. my dad knows I didn't have a big, big bankroll. Wait, take the 800, put it back into your bankroll, and you'll make it back. Don't worry. But yep. you're better off having that than like now you're trying to scrape together. You don't have that money to put in. So that was my failure, if you will, uh, to, to share with you folks. And so I don't know if anyone out there has a similar story. If you do, please share it. Um, you know, on our Facebook page or Vintage Breaks, Vintage Breaks Buy Sell Trade Group, uh, you know, because I think that it's it's good to know that we're all vulnerable and that no one's perfect. And I think sometimes, especially depending on the platform, right, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, whatever, a lot of people get pissed off like, oh, I got my grades back and they're all tens. Like no one believes you. Right. You know, so the deal is the more you are a real person. Um, the easier it is to connect with people, whether it be in business, you know, or in collecting. And it's turning around to face your uh, cognitive biases. You you fell victim to the sunk cost fallacy. You had money sunk into this. You didn't want to institutionalize it. You didn't want to take the loss. But what you're doing is you were giving up opportunity costs. That's what your father was trying to tell you. I learned a very valuable lesson. Yeah. And so now I don't, I mean, listen, don't be wrong. I don't like to lose, but no. if I lose on an item, I make on so many other items that I just try to keep it moving and you know, you don't get stuck mentally or fiscally, you know, meaning with the money. Right. So, uh, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, this is another, once again, and, and I'm going to drop the line afterwards, uh, cause I don't know that Brett watches the show, but I really have found his content, uh, to be great recently in regards to his messaging on Instagram. So, uh, his next one, Lou, I'm going to hold it up and I'll read it just like that. Mm-hmm says, tis the season for speculation. In upcoming draft, anticipated sophomore campaigns, and obviously he's talking about basketball here, an expedited start has the hype engine moving forward. 
Prospecting is fun, hmm. but can be a coin flip. Mitigate risk by putting capital in legends. Protect your tenure. Now, do I think he's a little dramatic? Yes. But, like, I like it. I dig it. I, it grabbed me. And so for those of you that want to talk about it, at least for a couple minutes that we still have today, um, you know, I feel as though it doesn't matter what year it is. Every year, it's the basketball, the football draft class. Everyone gets excited. Like, we're all in this because we like it, right? Right. Yep. You know, so what he's really trying to say is, like, just try to be smart. So if you want to dedicate some of your capital to that, that's fantastic. But then, you know, maybe instead of saying, like, you know, I don't have any money that any money for a Mickey Mantle card or for a Michael Jordan card, take a little bit of that money that you would have spent. And, hey, this is hurting my breaking business, if you will, Right. But that's right. not what this is. This is not an infomercial for breaking. We're just talking or being, you know, real here about uh, collecting and such. And so, I just think that you want to try to have some money in your pocket so that when you're going to a card show like the national or a regional show that's really good, that you're not like, oh my god, the worst thing to do, Lou, as a collector, is to say, wow, I really want that card or that item, right? But I don't have the money, and I now have to sell my item short to get that that item. I think you're better off just saving a little, whether it be from your paycheck, from your card money, your funny money, whatever, however you do it. Um, that's that's my two cents on it. Yeah, you got to keep your options open, right? You don't want to be in a situation where you can't spend the money. You certainly don't want to be in the position you described where you're forced to sell something and it may not be the best time to sell it. You yes. want to choose the point where you sell something. You don't want external circumstances to choose when you sell it. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I know we've been kind of cutting through them. If anyone's any feedback on any of this, if you're enjoying it, please let me know. I know it's a different angle and a different pathway that we're taking than we usually do, but I think it's fun to talk about the hobby and it doesn't always have to be, you know, ideas that are emanating from me or from our office. You know, I have lots of respect for the content that's being created in, in our hobby right now. And I think Brett does a real nice job with uh, some of the things you've been talking about on Instagram. Very nice. And this it's funny, it all comes back to, I learned about, um, I started getting the cognitive bias working in the fantasy world <clears throat> because what, how, what you pay for players, whether you keep players, whether you trade players, a lot of things go into it. A lot of emotion goes into it and it clouds your judgment. And I once read an article about cognitive biases in terms of stock trading and working in the stock market and the principles are all very much the same. And it works into this industry as well, into this business as well. You you let your emotions get in the way of good decisions. You were so wrapped up in the emotions of that bat that you weren't making a good decision about it. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, it, it was a very good learning uh, experience for me. Um, Harry uh, is bringing up that uh, doesn't seem to be a lot of momentum for the draft tonight, but there's still momentum in nineteen. So I think Harry, and I realize that there's only college products right now. I don't know what will be the first NBA product. But I actually think as a speculator of the new draft class, there might be a real advantage that mm -hmm. you haven't seen in a very long time to pick up some players that you think that you've picked out are your, let's say, and I'm not talking about the Lamella balls, right? He's going to be number one, potentially. But I'm saying like the guys who fall to five or 10 or somewhere in the first round, I believe that without the college tourney, without as much scouting as there normally would have been, right. I'm 100% convinced that some of the prices of these rookies will be deflated for a bit of time, Lou, until we see them live. Right. 
again, because not don't have the hype of the tournament. I mean, ball is an academic number one. Everyone's putting it that way. They understand it. But at this point, normally we'd have the March tournament and people would have been hyped up about someone who came out and had a great performance in that tournament. And they're going to be the next NBA superstar. There isn't that hype around anybody right now because nobody's seen them all that much. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like, if you happen to be into basketball, I just think it's nice because last year, I mean, 19 basketball went for so much money. Maybe prices will stay at a reasonable level for, for some time. Well, they're not the media stars yet, that that the 19 class that was at this time. Um, hey, what's up, Tylen from Twitch? Uh, um, chime in here. If LaMelo goes to Charlotte, they should set up a LeVar Ball versus MJ on one-on-one for charity. Yeah, <laughs> more of like a wrestling match. So yeah. you realize, Lou, uh, Sean Dooley with the uh, astute comment here, Roy Rogers and Vintage Card Talk. Today's been great. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do. We're eclectic, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can grab one more of Brett's messages. Yeah, Zion came in with – Doug's right. Zion came in with a lot of hype. Yeah. So this might be a you know an opportunity to get some good prices on some of these players, but you know who's to know? There doesn't seem to be a uh, legitimate superstar or a sure thing superstar in the bunch. Absolutely, uh, I'm trying to pick out something fun here. She's got a lot of great messages. George says Isaiah Stewart might be. One, I'm not sure if he's what he means by one of those, but. This is kind of cool. We're going to close with this because I think it ties in very well to Vintage Breaks. And Vintage Breaks and, of course, Just Collect, the co-sponsors of Layton's Loft. Mm -hmm. uh, so the hobby is vast. A wide range of demographics with a multitude of interests interact and transact every second. We benefit from defined segments of the market, just like genres of music. Focus builds connection. Innovation and efficiency can be outcomes. And so probably a little bit more eloquent than I certainly would be. However, when I uh, first thought about vintage breaks uh, a few years ago at this point, thinking about it, walking around at the national, wondering why I see literally 20, 30, 40 people opening modern cards and vintage packs and boxes are so great and they're a lot of fun and granted different proposition and all that, but right. um, you know, it, it, it made me think, wow, there's breaking as the macro but can you have a niche in breaking that will be fun? Now, granted, we do open modern now, of course, but we certainly have more set breaks than anyone, more hit randoms and more vintage, uh, even though there has some breakers, there's been some breakers come along or that have been coming, uh, coming along that offer, you know, some vintage uh, right. options. Uh, we're still the, the uh, uh, you know, the, the biggest place offering vintage, but, you know, now there's options. And so who knows? Maybe there's another niche coming in the future that, Lou, we don't even realize. Um, yeah, but my question would be when in the future, because if we're going to look at this from a demographic standpoint, mm -hmm. uh, collectors, older collectors and, you know, 30, 40 plus 50 plus are have the money. The, that's the basics of the demographics, right? They have the money to spend. Plus, they are de you're dealing with nostalgia instead of speculation. I mean, it, with current cards, you're dealing with speculation a lot. I mean, we know LeBron's great, but we don't know how some of these players are going to be valued 20 years from now. But you get a 55 card you know what the value is. It's pretty much established and you have customers who have that nostalgia factor and have the money to pay for it. Yep, absolutely. And, and to be fair, I think that you're going to see more of this in breaking. You're going to see more of it, even with auction houses. Shout out to my friend, Ryan Friedman from Auction Report, which, you know, he runs a wonderful uh, site called auctionreport.com where you can get all of your auction news. Um, 
but yet he branched out and started MJ23 Authentics, not because he's looking to run a big auction house, because he loves Michael Jordan. Right. And he figured, you know, he's going to do a little pet project. Uh, and so that's kind of now turned into something. He's getting some leads. And so that's what's so wonderful about Vintage Breaks. That's what's so wonderful about Ryan's project with MJ Authentics and things of that nature. You know, Lou, you, you, sometimes you start out, you know, one way and, and you know, you're going to be going in a lot of circles before you get to your destination. But if you right. enjoy the journey, uh, that's really key. And so for us here and what Brett was kind of saying in his Instagram post is, you know, like if you like cards, don't, you know, necessarily join like the biggest, baddest, you know, Facebook group with 48,000 members because it's real easy to get lost in there. Right. If you happen to love vintage basketball, my advice is try to find like a vintage basketball group. Um, as opposed to just a basketball card group, because you're going to enjoy it more. Yep. Yep. Find your place. Plus, th this has this uh, hobby has a different feel to it because it's not strictly investment. There's some emotional in involvement in here as well. Absolutely. So, uh, yep. Uh, Denny, I, I, it's funny. I call him Dino Rajda because it's hard to say his name. <laughs> but Denny Abdija is an Israeli player. He's supposed to be drafted very high. I myself am going to tune in, Andy. He's, you know, I just want to see where the guys are going. Um, like I said, I do think some of these folks are going to be a little bit under the radar than, more than usual because they haven't been seen. They haven't been working out as much. They didn't play the tournament. Um, but it should be fun, you know, night tonight. Uh, Lou, while we still have, we're going to have a stand-up double here with the show on time. We're going to finish on time. Um, <laughs> let's give away seven spots with Dougie or J5. Um, okay, Dougie, the Andre yeah. Reed special. Dougie. Tomorrow at 8 o'clock. That's right, guys. What's going on? All right, Dougie, we're randomizing the list six times. All right. Six times. All right. All right, guys, here we go. That is one. That is two. That is three. That is four. Five. And six. So Tom O'Connor, Connor Mastriota, Nick Mariachi, Cody Cheek, Rick Lucian, Donald Hagenson, Rust DeMontier are the seven winners. Big night for Donald tonight. I know. Very nice. Well, congratulations to each and every one of you seven. Please make sure you tune in tomorrow night live for Andre Reed from the 459 at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Lou, myself, Dougie Fresh, J5, the rest of the gang. Hopefully Vintage you can join Breaks. us. Vintage Breaks Facebook page, Vintage Breaks YouTube. Uh, talking with the NFL Hall of Famer Andre Reed live at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in today to Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast. You can find us every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, where we talk about everything from Roy Rogers to baseball cards. That's right. All right. We'll see you on Layton's Loft next week. Everyone show up tomorrow night. We want a big crowd tomorrow night. See you guys a little bit. Thank you.